Hi, how you doing? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 161, brought to you the week of April 27th, sponsored by our patrons, with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Wesley Gill. Become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. I love the way that rhymes. I'm James Kennison, your host, and this is my personal audio journal. Um, love you guys for listening. Thank you so much. It's, it's awesome. I look at the download numbers. It's the only feedback I get besides the occasional email. And, uh, you know, there's 400 of y'all like always. And, uh, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you a lot. You're my comps. <clears throat> Does that make sense? No, you don't know what I'm talking about. Do you? Something I thought about on the last road trip I was on, you know, because when you're on a road trip and you're not listening to audiobooks, you think, and I was thinking, and I was like, what do I need to call my peoples, my peoples, my closest peoples? They're comps. And, uh, <clears throat> and that's short for uh, compliments. You're my compliments. You are you're proof. Um, or not proof, really. You are a walking compliment. And it's like when you listen and, and you support me like you do, it's like you're saying, James... You are awesome. And uh you're you're like a compliment, a walking compliment, and you just exist. And and I love it. <clears throat> I should really stop smoking. Um I don't smoke. Just 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 to do a little joke. So um thanks for being my comps. You you make my day every day, whether you realize it or not. So um, jumping into the business at hand, and we have, we have business, people. We do. We have business. Uh, I'm still doing great. The medicine is still working, and um, things are kind of balancing out. I think before I was a little hype, you know, you know, from maybe just my brain going, oh, finally, you know, I'm getting what I need here. Let's do everything in the world. But, um, but I haven't, like, slowed down. And I haven't stopped living, and, and it's really great. No side effects, you know, or anything like that. The only thing, the only thing, and I'm going to be talking to my doctor about it today at 1.30, um, is I'm not sleeping great. I, I fall asleep um, after 2 or 3 a.m., and I'm still getting up at 9. Um, it's a it's a new rule I have for myself. So I'm still getting up at 9, and and... It's a new rule I have for myself and, and things are great. You know, as far as throughout the day, I'm, don't, I'm not feeling sleepy or anything, but I just am having a hard time, I guess, unplugging or uh, dialing it down. My brain kind of activates at night. And, and to be honest, this was a problem I had before medicine. So it, it is kind of normal for me. Um, the only, the, the, the other problem is that, Sleeping medications have never really worked for me. And so I don't have much hope of it changing anytime soon. So, you know, every time I've, I've complained about not sleeping, the question has been, what time are you getting up? And in the past it had been like, you know, 12 or noon or, or, uh, 12 or noon, either one of those. And then two, um, but now I'm getting up at nine, you know, every time and I'm still having troubles going to sleep. So hopefully that will legitimize. The other thing they've mentioned is 
you know, maybe you should be working out. Well, I am, I am walking, I'm doing exercise and stuff and it's still, still a problem. So hopefully it'll be more evident than I need. Um, I need this issue, you know, take it seriously. So we'll see. Um, I haven't given an update on my weight loss and stuff lately and my walking. I'm doing 30 minutes a day now instead of 20. I upped it. Um, and before that, if you remember, it was 10 minutes. Um, I'm at 2.3 speed. So there's buttons, you know, and it says one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 10. And God knows what 10 is. It's probably like you start going forward in time. But um, I, I, I've been at two, but it, they have a plus and a minus button. And, and you can subdivide the two and three because three was too fast. Three had me trotting. And I'm too old to be trotting anywhere right now. I'm too fat to be trotting. I, I will break the machine. So I... I I subdivided it by hitting the up button and the up button changes it from 2.0 to 2.1, 2.2, 2.3. So I'm at 2.3 speed. I walked just over a mile in, in 30 minutes and I have it at elevation two, which means I go, um, I, I, I walk up as I'm walking forward and it gives me an elevation. And I go up about a, a, the equivalent of 137 feet. So it's interesting. I'm glad that I don't actually go up 137 feet because that would be quite a step down from the treadmill and it would be quite treacherous. And I'm kind of already worried about misstepping and falling off the thing anyway. And uh, and it's only, you know, six inches off the ground. So I'm, I'm glad that that is just virtual, you know, verticality virtual verticality say that three times fast so um my weight though i am just under 290 pounds yes yes down from 316 um and uh it's like 289.9 it's ridiculous there's a there's a point something i think 0.8 or whatever and uh I'll take it though. That's that's under 290. So um, my goal weight, if you don't remember, is 230, which is still overweight technically, but it's a good goal and it's probably a lot more practical than trying to get down to, you know, my pre 20s weight. So um, I'm still doing artwork. I don't have. I well, I have one active piece right now that i'm doing but i don't have any artwork jobs so if you have any art that you want done let me know and i will charge you money and, and it'll be fun for both of us you'll be getting rid of some of that dumb old money and i will be drawing you a picture i'm doing one for a patron right now and uh it's uh it's, it's for a podcast that he's starting or a youtube channel rather i don't know yeah i think it's youtube and, um, it, it was pretty fun. He, it was, it was film, uh, no movie, uh, uh, bucket list movie bucket list is what it's called. And so I made a bucket and the, the, the little handle is up in the air and you, you see that iconography but then um, the the curvature of the handle makes a film reel inside the buck coming out of the bucket, you know. So it's like an icon. It's all one color, and it looks 
I think I think I'm proud of it. I I like it. I'm I'm gonna put it on my my uh, draw your picture page. But if you need art done, drawyourpicture.com is a great place to go and look and see. You know, hey, well, look at this guy. He's pretty talented and stuff. And um, we we should we should we should hire him to do something. So yeah, I I think that's a great idea. I'm glad you had that idea all by yourself. And, uh, you know, so if you need art, just let me know, you know, I've done stuff I've done. I've made posters for, um, people's kids for, for their birthday. And, um, I mean, you just wouldn't believe it. If you could imagine it, I can do it. I, I, I haven't ever made like custom wrapping paper before. So maybe you could be the first one. Anyway, here's some big news. I was eating lunch last Friday with my friend David and we were talking about church stuff and we're talking about life stuff and we were talking about Nate Bergazzi who is my favorite comic now you need to look him up on YouTube and on Netflix Nate Bergazzi he is so funny he is clean he's a Christian guy and he is amazing and funny and he's from Tennessee so he's got a little bit of an accent he's got a real deadpan kind of delivery style that I just love. And, um, he also has a podcast called Nate land. It is, is, uh, something that I'm looking into. It's on YouTube and, you know, obviously all the audio, uh, channels as well, but, uh, I'm mostly listening to his standup right now and he's such an inspiration. But anyway, um, we were talking about all of this stuff and then he, he, um, talked about, that night they were doing an open mic at the Melvin, which is the theater that we own and, uh, how it's operated by these, uh, really strong Christian, uh, guys and, um, and, and a lady, uh, hosts it and it's really accepting and warm. And I was like, just suddenly, just suddenly this weird thing came over me. And I said, has anybody ever done stand up? And he's like, oh, yeah, actually, we've had, you know, people do that. And and we even had a guy come up and do harmonica and, and all this. And I know, I know what's really going on at, at this uh, open mic. It's mostly rap, okay? It's mostly city folks. It's mostly African-Americans, um, black people, they like to be called. Um, and, uh, you know... Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is probably not the most uh i, I don't want to say supportive because they were awesomely supportive but i'll just cut i'll just cut to the chase because 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 i i just said hey i i might show up and do some stand-up <laughs> just right off the top of my butt i don't know where that came from but long story short is i did i went to the event and and people were reading slam poetry and and um and they were rapping and and they were doing all this kind of stuff and then they called James Kennison. I was actually first. So I, I know I made it sound like other people went first, but I went first and it was terrible. That part was terrible. And said, James Kennison, come on up. And and I grabbed the microphone and I started talking about being fat. And um people were laughing and I was bombing a little bit, but I also got some laughs and they were hugely supportive and, and fun. And they clapped and people told me I was funny. And um, I'd never, I'd always wanted to do stand up. I always wanted to try it, you know, just to see if I could. And I'm going to do it again. 
Um, I am. I've already planned it out, and I've already written up some of the stuff I'm gonna say. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna modify it. Okay, I'm gonna modify it because what is respected in that place is rhyme. And I thought I was laying in bed last night trying to sleep, and I always get these creative ideas when I'm sleeping. And I thought, why not combine um, slam poetry and comedy? together so here's what i came up with i'm gonna read it for you just know that when i get to the part that says don't know what this is just know that i'm gonna hold up a stop sign or put it on the screen okay hello i'm james i figured a few things out i'm gonna try comedy again but don't pout i'm gonna try styling it to fit the vibe better and add a rhyme now and then and hope that it's not just whatever I lived in St. Louis for seven years and it's mostly been good. It's good till you get in the car. I wish someone would have told me this seemingly small but important biz that no one in town seems to know what this is. Instead of stop, we see stomp run right on through the crossroad. It's kind of annoying how they get them every block, though. The sign is red. Everyone will agree. But St. Louis sees it red and they act like it's green. I don't get it. They're driving like Russian roulette. Every block a chance to have a fun accident because all it takes is one more person driving through. I'm sure the wrists are fun and they'll meet in the middle and the two will become one. Take a moment. Look both ways. Obey the laws that were made to keep you safe. That's all I got. Thanks. Y'all were great. So I might make it longer. But you get the, the point. It's like. It's like slam poetry, but it's comedy. And I think it's genius if I say so myself. Because I have genius ideas while I'm sleeping, <laughs> while I'm trying to sleep. And so I got up at three at 2.30 in the morning, and I wrote that out. And like I said, it's kind of short. But I will act it out, and I will slow it down and make it like I'm spitting raps, spitting rhymes, you know. And uh, I think it will go over so well. I really, really do. And that might be my gig. That might be my thing. As I become a stand-up poet who rhymes. When have you ever seen that before? Never. I could become world famous as a rhyming spit, you know, rhyme spitting comedian. That would be amazing. So anyway, you were here. You people were the first to hear my stuff. So, um, yeah, people in St. Louis don't know what stop signs are. <laughs> they don't. They don't know what they are. They they think they're a, like, like a chance to go fast. I don't know what it is. But I'm telling you, I wrote it out um, in reality. Like, I wrote it out like comic stuff, and it wasn't funny. But then when I sat and rhymed it, I'm like, it, it just was more natural for me as as a as a person to write it out and make it funny so i don't know this might be the start of something new it feels so right just to be with you oh and now looking in your eyes i feel in my heart the start of something new that's right you know where that's from because you watch high school musical just as much as i did right yeah sure you did 
All right, so I did stand-up comedy for the first time, and it was, oh, it was nerve-wracking. And I, I laid there in bed that night on Friday night, and I went through all the things that I said that I just didn't think went off very well. Um, but, you know, when I was walking out, when it was time for me to leave, um, somebody stopped me and said I was funny. And and that's such a, it's so good to hear that. And, and you know what was interesting is I didn't get a laugh every time I said a line, but I got some laughs. And it was so good. It was such a unique experience because on podcasting, I make jokes all the time and it's just dead silence. You don't know if you're if you're you know making it if 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 it's funny. You don't know. You just hope that it's getting some sort of response. Um, you know, I do it on that story show in Red School Bus all the time. I'm never there to hear the reaction, and so I think I'm hooked, man. I think I'm addicted to stand up, and uh, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna keep trying it, and I'm gonna try to give the audience what they respect and what they deserve, which is, uh, you know, some rhyming. So we'll see, we'll see how it works. See how it works. So you gotta be proud of me because I'm proud of myself for doing stand up. It, it was, I, I, I tell you, I don't know that I could have done it except David said it was a very accepting, very positive vibe at the place. And sure enough, before they got up, before they started bringing people up, the, the host got up and said, look, we, we clap for everybody. There's no booing, you know? And, and, and I love that, but at the same time, I don't know if I suck <laughs> or not because everybody was supposed to be supportive. So we'll see. Um, so anyway, I did stand up comedy on Friday and then Sunday it was the day I was volunteering at the church and I was uh, filling in for the children's pastor who was at a conference and um, I was I was a little nervous about that, though not as nervous as the um, stand-up comedy because I've done children's ministry before, and uh, I, I had a lot of information. The only thing I was really nervous about, and I think I mentioned it last week, was um, that I wasn't breaking my sermon up into segments. I was doing it all at one time, but I still got it all done in about half an hour, which is a long time for kids that are third grade and under. And I, I saw them squirming, but they did good. The clips worked really great. We gave two clips to each kid, told them they were worth $5 each. They were very impressed with this idea and they did good. We had to take a few clips from a few kids, but that's fine. But they, they soon started a black market on clips. <laughs> they have a store that opens up after service and the kids were just going up to the store and handing in their clips and and the lady was taking them. <laughs> she was taking them as cash. And so <laughs> it was like I said, a little bit of a gray market, I guess, for um for trading in their their wares or their their clips for for stuff. But um I already told you what I talked about and 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 I stuck to my notes and everything um uh, went rent really it went really well. And um <sighs> I'm glad I don't have to do it again next week, though, because you know it was just it was it was fun to do it once, and everybody was very positive. Um, one of the associate pastors came in, who's much younger than me. It's really weird. Uh, he came in and he was like, you know, do you need anything? Is everything going to be fine? I'm like, yeah, everything's good. And then apparently later he slipped in to the service, which he should have. They needed to be checking up on me. Nobody knew me from Adam, you know. 
the only the only reason I got in that far is because of David. And um, he took a picture and he posted it and he, and he and he texted me and and he said that you know I was I was killing it and it was good. And then Pastor T- Pastor Tina, the, the the children's pastor, you know, thanked me and all this kind of stuff. But then later she sent me a big glowing review. She's like, I've heard from Miss Sheba, who was the adult leader that was there that was helping me out, and and I heard from Pastor so and so, the the pastor I just mentioned that came in. And they said, you killed it. And, oh, thank you so much. And, you know, you're just very talented, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, ah. But um, that's nothing compared to something that I have to share with you very soon. Very soon I'm going to share something with you that is meant more to me than uh, just about anything in life. Um, um, and it's not this next thing. The next thing is that I got a new microphone and I love it. And it sounds great. It is a, uh, I, I used to have a Heil PR 40, which, uh, sounds like Nazi stuff, really Heil, you know, but it's H E I L and I don't know how else to pronounce it. It's German and it, it's a PR 40 microphone. I've used it for 10 plus years. Um, it was the first thing that I bought with Patreon money. And um, it changed the fabric, the the sound, the whole thing of our shows. And I've been using it for years. But the new microphone, or it's not new, but the the one that that Joe Rogan uses it, you know, like the most popular podcaster in the world, is the Shure SM7B. And it is a sexy little microphone. And um, I I'll just bore you with some geeky microphone stuff but with with a hail pr40 you have to have something called a uh a, a pop filter and it goes in front of your microphone and it keeps your pause from popping like pop like, like this one's probably popping right now but now it's not um and and it, it is just a windscreen that goes in front of your microphone that keeps those plosives that's what they call those from happening because every time you say p sometimes when you say h's ha ha or um you know sound or air comes out of your mouth and it can mess with the diaphragm inside the microphone and um so it has one of those and it also has a uh a shock mount which means that when you bump it the sounds don't transfer to the microphone well this new microphone it, it, before I get there, the Hale PR40 has all these things and they're external. Okay. So the microphone itself is very, it's kind of small. It's about the size of a stick of deodorant, but, um, the, with the pop filter in front of it and then the shock mount around it, 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 it's about the size of a, of a softball, uh, as far as the shock mount goes. And then it, and it's maybe a foot long from the tip to the tip with the, with the, um, pop filter. But on this, new microphone my new hotness um the microphone has uh, all of this built in to the microphone itself and so it has this big foam uh, uh you know pop filter and then inside is a shock mount i'm tapping the microphone right now with my finger and you should be able to hear it you can't hear it because the pop filter is or the uh, shock mount is built into the microphone itself and it's so good and i love it and it sounds so wonderful and i love talking in it because it is wonderful and it wasn't cheap. And I thank you supporters for helping me to afford it because it is a new thing. John, 
um, my uh, co-host over at that story show got a new setup too, and he got a help uh, or a <laughs> a sure PR or a sure SM7B as well. And um, he got a, a, a microphone arm, which means it's an adjustable arm that goes on your desk that holds it just in place, just right. And he got a uh, Scarlett uh, USB interface, which is really nice. And all of this was because of Patreon money that I I pay him. And then um, he got he got a bit of a, a, a forward in advance on his payment. So he could go ahead and get all of his gear at the same time. And um, the first person that got to use it, of course, was his son, James. On <laughs> last, last night, we recorded Red School Bus. And, and John, as a joke, kept saying, don't lick it. Don't lick the microphone. And, I, and, and as soon as they put the headphones on James, I'm like, dude, stick your tongue out and act like you're going to touch the mic while, while he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden I hear John in the background through the mic. It takes a lot to, to get sounds that aren't in, just in front of the mic to make noise. So he was hollering. He was like, James, no. And, and James is on the mic and he says, um, I shifted. I accidentally bumped it. <laughs> so he did actually touch it with his tongue. And John had just been talking about the brand new mic smell that it has. <laughs> Oh, this mic smells so good. It smells brand new. It's just a wonderful and amazing. And so thank you guys. I, I just, there's no way I could afford it. Um, it is a $399 microphone. So $400. And then you have to get a cloud lifter, which is a, um, it's a booster because the mic needs a lot of gain and that doesn't mean anything to you. I know, but anyway, it's just amazing to have a, it, it, this is the mic that I will go to the grave with because it is, there is no better podcast mic in the world than this one. And, uh, John and I both have one and the sound's going to sound good and great and wonderful. And I hope you can tell the difference. I really do. Um, lastly, so I used to be a children's pastor and my kids grow up and they, make choices and they make decisions and they have their struggles. And I have this young lady who was in my children's ministry for a very short time. I think maybe just fourth and fifth grade, maybe just fifth grade. I'm not sure she was with a previous children's pastor who was there and I'm going to call her Meg because Meg is a, it's not, it's not a gorgeous name, but she's a gorgeous young lady. Um, she is, uh, she, when she was little, she was always bigger than the other kids. Um, she never had a boyfriend, you know, she never, uh, let that hold her back though. She never, uh, she was always very self-assured, just confident. She always had a great sense of humor Everybody loved her and still she's the same way. Still, still great. Still great. Uh, but to now, now she is a homosexual, she's a lesbian and she, she has a partner and, um, I was on her Facebook because I was just thinking about her, you know, I was thinking about her and how wonderful she is. And, um, and I saw on her Facebook that she struggles a lot with what she's calling religious trauma. 
And I read a few of her posts and it got me thinking, did I, was I part of that? God, I hope not. You know, Lord, I hope not. And so I messaged her on, um, on, on messenger on Facebook. And I said, Hey lady, hope you've been doing well. I've been thinking about you lately. I read about your religious trauma And on some level, I can relate. When I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety, I was rejected from the church. And it's been years since I've done anything pastorally. I just wanted to say that I hope you found nothing but love and acceptance at Jam City. That was my children's church. Because that was our only goal. I loved you guys, and I still do. I had favorites, and you were always one of them. And I wrote that April 18th. And, um, this week, you know, it had been several days and nothing came back and I was just heartbroken. I was heartbroken that we had somehow hurt her, you know, accidentally. And I wrote on Monday, I said, I'll have to assume that I was part of the problem. I assure you it wasn't intentional. I love you lady. And, that was on Monday and it's now Wednesday and Wednesday. Uh, you know, it, it just, it just hung with me that, 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 you know, jam city was somehow harmful to somebody. And it just, it just killed me because she talks about being afraid of God. She talks about being afraid of the devil and the spirits and the demons and being thrown into fire and being rejected and not good enough and all this kind of stuff. And, I got a voice or I got a reply. I just got a reply and I want to read it to you because it's it's amazing. She says, Don't assume exclamation point. I read your message and completely blanked on what to say. I should have sent a message stating that I was taking my time to respond. My apologies. And then she put a heart. I absolutely found love and acceptance at the jam. <laughs> at the jam. Jam City was one of the first times I was allowed to be a kid and learn about Jesus. The goal was absolutely accomplished. Thank you. Thank you for having the lasting impact you've had on my life. Jam City helped me experience the love of God rather than the fear that was instilled before then, if that makes any sense. For lack of better words, my upbringing was effed. I can't deny, nor do I wish to dispute the fact that my parents are good A people because I love and adore them, but there's a ridiculous amount of trauma that I literally am having to pay to try to work through and fix. Pastor James, it's insane. I mean, we all have our baggage. I guess I'm just learning that a lot of damage was done, specifically under the age of eight and under the pastoral leadership of this other pastor that preceded me. I'm not going to use his name. I have lived in fear for the majority of my life, fear of demons, the devil, hell, eternal torment, the rapture, and many of us have. And and that was the thing with the guy before me is he got really, really down the rabbit hole of, of demons and eternal suffering and angels and all this kind of stuff. But he really focused on the negative and trying to just accidentally, I don't even think he meant to, but he scared the crap out of, children and he would preach in the dark and um 
he just, I don't know. It was just a thing. He hated on Pokemon. He hated on all the pop culture stuff. But more than that, like I said, he, he talked about spirits and demons and stuff. And that's just not at the level that kids are supposed to be able to understand that kind of stuff. But anyway, that's what she grew up with. And I'm, she says, I'm waiting to feel that deep connection to my roots, that feeling of Jesus is everything. And I lay down my life and so on and so forth. I'm waiting for what like dire moments where I'm at my wits end and there's nothing else to do besides call on the name of Jesus because Jesus is waiting with arms open and he loves me and wants to have a relationship, right? Question marks. And then something is supposed to happen, right? Like some sort of sign or pivotal moment where I realize that Jesus is the answer. I don't know. I'm just exhausted and I don't care. Religion feels like a crutch. It feels like the go-to answer for when the S hits hard. I just I don't care. Oh, that's some brutal honesty. I just, I do not care. I don't have the energy or capacity to acknowledge my soul right now. And that sucks. I know anxiety and depression and PTSD and all the things are very real. They interfere with my life on the daily. I'm just stuck. Adulting is hard. Life is hard. And although I know that mine is so much easier compared to others, I can't acknowledge that truly. I cannot just comfortably slip back into what I was raised in. It doesn't resonate with my soul. It's not my truth. I'm, I, I just know I'm trying. I'm seeking joy. I want to feel whole. I want to feel safe. I want to know who I am. I was robbed of so much autonomy in the way I was raised. I want to know what it was like to live, if that makes sense. I apologize if this is confusion or just a lot of info. It t- I took the opportunity to vent to someone that I know is ultimately in my corner. Thank you. And then I did her a favor. I, I wrote her a little short note. Hey, I just read this, but I want to take time to absorb it. And I will reply. I'm doing a happy dance that jam city didn't damage your life. And I literally did. I, I jumped around the room with my hands lifted like Rocky at the end. Adrian! And I was just so happy the Jam City was not part of the problem that my ministry was effective and and it's one of the good points and it and it connected with her to the point that she will connect with me now. Oh, and that was my whole thing to the whole thing as I said that the experience is just as important if not more important than the message because when they look back and they grow up and they've gone through their life and life has been hard and difficult and they look back on church, when they look back on their experience, are they going to have experienced acceptance and love, and are they going to be able to come back to it? And the answer in this case is yes. Yes. And it blows my mind that even after youth group, even after adulthood, that she can still connect with her children's pastor. And um, I just want to say one last thing. Um, After last episode i talked about the the he she you know they them pronouns thing and i i got some feedback and um some of it was very good and some of it was not bad it just was hey i disagree with you i appreciate your heart but you know it's not it's it's just not what i believe and i want to i thought about it and i talked about it with a friend david my friend david and we realized the difference between being able to accept what i said and understanding where i'm coming from is knowing someone 
because you have to know someone, someone you love. And when you know someone and you love them and they're transitioning, and when you know someone and you love and they've switched teams and they're gay now, when you've known someone and you love them and they're being deported to Mexico, it changes your views on these hot topics. It really, really does. When you've been to third world Mexico and you've looked across that river um, and you see the suffering and the, the crap that these people have to live in and they see America a hundred feet away, you start to understand. And a lot of people accuse me of being left leaning. I'm not claiming to be anything anymore. I have a lot of right views, right? Or meaning right leaning views. I don't believe the government is the solution for everything. I don't believe in immorality. I still believe that certain things are wrong, but I believe that love and acceptance is what Christ requires. And so for those that disagree with me, that's fine. And thank you. So many of you were so kind about it, you know, and I know it's not easy to hear a differing opinion and, and then, and then still be civil. Um, because, you know, I struggle, I struggle with hearing different opinions. Um, a guy, we had a guy posting a video about, uh, Batman on my, uh, on my Facebook group. And, and the question that the people were asking is Batman getting darker. And if so, darkness is of the devil and you're not supposed to be accepting this stuff. And it's just clickbait is all it is. They're just baiting people. They're trolling. But I, I was so quick to respond and say, this is not the kind of darkness the Bible talks about. It's lighting and, and, and the bad guys, you know, <laughs> the bad guys, are getting worse. I said, and this has been happening uh, to Batman since Frank Miller started writing for him back in the eighties, the late eighties, early nineties. And uh, you know, it's a story. Real darkness is not in, in a, in a freaking movie. It's in human trafficking. Okay. You know, it's in world wars. It's, it's in, it's in politics. It's in, the hearts and minds of every single person on this planet. That's where evil is. That's where darkness resides. And it's it, darkness is what we struggle with daily to live uh, Christ-like lives. If we're Christians, we struggle against the darkness. And, and I, I told him, I said, please don't post stuff like this again. Cause it makes me mad. And yes, I realize I'm being snowflakey, but it's just, it's just trolling. And if you don't know what trolling is, it's where people post stuff just to get a reaction because he, he did post another one. And it was about how venom, the character was normalizing possession. And I'm like, okay, now we're just pick, pick favorite movie, add controversial topic, get clicks and views, you know, and I'm not going to be a part of that. So I told him, please don't post this stuff anymore. I, I realize I'm being snowflakey. I, I just, I just don't want to know that there are people out there <laughs> that are that holy that they're, they're attacking, you know, perfectly fine movies and stuff. But anyway, um, so, so I do understand how difficult it can be to hear an opposing view and be civil. 
So, but I think it's so important. It's so important that we be able to communicate and have our voices and be able to say what we need to say, because I listened back to last episode and, um, I can tell you that people that are in that lifestyle would not have liked what I said. You, you know, I was being very left leaning to, to some of you, but I still called, um, I, I, I still called the sheep that went away, the bad sheep, you know? And so what are you trying to say? We're, we're bad. Well, you know, and I still, I still called, you know, homosexuality. I linked it into the sinning category when I said that we all have sinned, you know? Um, so they would not be very happy with that. There is a stand that I will take and have to stand for and stand, uh, with God, you know, on, on what's right and wrong. Um, but I do believe that we can meet them in the middle and, and meet them actually, no, not meet them in the middle, meet them all the way on their side and show love and compassion and heart. And, uh, because Christ, you know, the good Samaritan came all the way to where the wounded man was and, uh, healed him, picked him up and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, and he wasn't Christ, I know, but it was a type of Christ. Um, if you've studied theology at all, a type is anything in the Bible that reminds you of Christ. And um, so anyway, um, thank you for listening. That is all I've got this week. Uh, I would love for you to follow me on Twitter if you have a Twitter account. Twitter.com slash NLCast. Uh, Facebook slash NLCast. Uh, our Facebook group at Facebook dot com slash group slash NLcast is great. Uh Patreon. I'd love for you to support me on Patreon. I love your money. <laughs> Patreon.com slash GOK helps pay the bills. Helps me feel like a man, like I'm feel like I'm pulling in a paycheck. And uh my Instagram, of course, Instagram.com slash NLcast. So um those are the socials and those are the ways you can connect. And also you can join our uh mailing list um, there's no easy way to get there. So just go to nlcast.cam, click on, uh, click on contact. Yeah. And then scroll down to join our mailing list and you will find a, a link to get there. Um, and, and I've been mailing out stuff and it has to do with the show and it'll keep you updated and you won't, you know, even if you're not listening to the show regularly, you'll still get updates and stuff to your email. It's a great way to stay connected. Um, so thank you for listening. You guys are amazing. I, I genuinely love you. Uh, and I love to get your feedback and your responses. So please email me this week. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what's going on in your life. Tell me what uh, you'd like to hear me discuss. What kind of issues you'd like to hear my opinions on. Um, uh, James at NLCast.com. Or Twitter or whatever. I don't care. You, you, you do what you want. You're a free person. And I love you. And I, I hope that you are finding your uh, you know peace and, and uh, gratification and fullness in your life. And we'll talk to you next week. God bless. Bye.